Alberta Street Pub. Are you guys ready for a comedy show? This is a podcast recording, and that was some lackluster horseshit. Who's ready for a comedy show? Much fucking better. You know your host from her album, Dark Jeans on Comedy Dynamics. Please welcome to the stage, Joanne Schindlerway! from me. Was that planned? It was? Okay, that's something new we didn't talk about. Okay. Randall taking his own liberties. (laughs) Well, you're not getting paid, so it's fine. Okay, you guys. You guys, this next comic comes to stage. So fucking excited that they're here. Was a finalist in Portland's, Portland's Funniest Person competition. Runs a show at the Blackwater called The Gay Agenda. It's monthlies on Tuesdays. You guys, give a warm welcome for Dylan Carlino! Oh. Thank you. Um, who here is from Portland? Thank God, because they're insufferable. Okay, so uh, <laughs> we'll just start off right now. I'm not from Portland, and I've lived here for two years, and I can say with full confidence that it is the city where hot people come to get ugly. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen one person get hot since moving here, and that's me. Um, yeah, 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 absolutely. Cutting your jeans to make jeans shorts doesn't make you alternative, okay? It makes you look poor. Um, okay. Um, I know, I know. Um, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit mean. I just did 30 days sober, but um, I did do acid last week, but that doesn't count. Uh, as we all know, acid is a journey, not a substance. And so... <laughs> It is true. And by the way, like, I had a really good reason to do acid. I wanted to see if my friend had a crush on me. Um, <laughs> you know, have you ever done acid with... Who here has done acid? Yeah, have you ever done acid with someone you have a crush on? Okay, I'll tell you how it goes. You take it, an hour later, they're like, are you feeling it? You're like, yeah, for the last couple of months. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes, I have been. Okay. Um, <laughs> try it out. It's definitely fun. Okay, do we have any gay people here? Okay, a couple right in the front row. Thank you very much for coming, but I am the star tonight. Um, uh, So know your plays. Um, I also heard my uncle clapping, so keep that to yourself, honey. Um, Oh my God, yeah, my family is visiting me. Here's the thing, do we have straight men here? Oh, great. Um, I am rock hard. Um, Absolutely, I, I love a straight boy, absolutely, yeah. Oh my God, it, it is hilarious to me that we're in a room full of men that don't know they're bi. Um, yeah, it's, isn't that fun? Absolutely. I tell straight guys all the time, I'm like, it's not gay if we're on Molly. Um, that's, that's science. That's pure science. <laughs> the last time I said that to a guy, he was like, oh my God, I feel like you're grooming me. I was like, oh my God, I am. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I am. Oh God. <laughs> No, my fr- I tell these jokes, and my friend the other day was like, you're not actually into straight guys, right? And I was like, I, I did just watch a porn called My Injured Straight Friend, so no, I'm <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, that's not me, absolutely not. My family is visiting me from um, Massachusetts. We're from the East Coast. Any other? Don't clap, uh, Uncle Mark. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Um, oh, God. 
God. It's like, they always try to steal your show. It's fucking disgusting. Um, no, me and my, my uncle's great. We had to make a rule back when I lived back home because we're from a really small town. Like, I got the guys under 35 and he got the guys over 35. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely fun. Um, <laughs> I will say this, though. Um, okay, back to my family. My dad, he has a little bit of hip problem, so, um, and he hasn't smoked pot in 10 years, so I decided to get him a 50 milligram edible. And, um, <laughs> oh, I know. He was like, he was like, how much should I take? I was like, all of it. <laughs> take all of it. Take the whole thing down, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, because I had decided that that was the day that I get to watch him suffer. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. At one point, yeah, yeah. At one point, he looked at me and he was like, I don't know if I can handle this. And I was like, and I couldn't handle basketball practice, so push through. Um, uh, how about that? How about that? Uh, do, you guys, <laughs> do you guys know what Grinder is? Thank God. Who said no? Don't talk to me. Okay, um, sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. So if you are a straight woman and you don't know what Grinder is, check your boyfriend's cell phone. Now, if you are, yeah, just double check it. You know what I mean? And then if you are a straight man and you don't know what Grinder is, it is actually a workout app where we post photos of our progress. So get on there. It's all inclusive. It's super fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My favorite part about Grindr is that you actually get to meet a lot of cool guys. Um, <laughs> that's the joke. And uh, <laughs> no, I, I recently met a guy who can only be described as like a really hot version of my brother. And uh, oh my God, <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. It was a choice to respond, but I did. And um, <laughs> I did, I did. I'll tell you, it didn't get weird until during sex because, yeah, he was like, what do you want? And I was like, to be dad's favorite. Um, yeah, oh my God, <laughs> absolutely. I know, can you believe gay people can be monsters too? Okay, um, I will say, you know, it does piss me off about living in Portland. It really does bother me that, um, and I am looking at the straight guys who clapped, that for some crazy reason, they all look gay. Like, I don't, I'm not, I, it's very confusing. Back in my hometown, it's actually annoying and it's pathetic, and I will say this, back in my hometown, they know their place. You know what I mean? Basketball shorts, you know, that's what you should be wearing, okay? Like, there is two gay guys in my hometown, okay? There was the redhead with the, the P-flag t-shirt and the old man that stared at you while you walked by his house, okay? And I slept with both of them, but that was my choice. And, uh, <laughs> no, I do get annoyed. Um, I will say, gay people, I, I meet some people that you don't necessarily in Portland realize that you meet these kind of people. Like, I just met my coworker and he's gay, but I found out that he's a gay Republican who voted for Donald Trump. No, listen, in the course of that conversation, my entire political views changed. And I walked away and I was like, okay. <laughs> like maybe some gay people do deserve to die. Um, uh, you know what I mean? Just a thought, just a thought. Uh, oh, oh my God. Um, you've never gotten so drunk you sound like a conservative Republican? It happens to me pretty frequently. I got so drunk that I told my straight friend that I had a crush on him, and in the conversation, he was like, Dylan, I'm just not gay. You know, I was like, it's a choice. Um, uh, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Absolutely, that is... <laughs> it is. Um, well, with my grandparents here, I would love to, you know, finish something clean. Um, 
they are here. But I, I, who here knows what docking is? <laughs> Absolutely. So if you, who doesn't know what docking is? Oh, okay. Great. If you don't know, it is the purest form of male bonding. And um, it is technically porn, but it is niche and European, which just means gay and uncircumcised. And so, yeah. And so how it works is two friends put the tips of their penises together, and then one friend puts his foreskin over the head of the other. I know. Listen. And so then... And eye contact works too. And so then the other friend puts his foreskin over that foreskin, which is called docking, but I think a missed opportunity to be called the Chinese finger trap. Thank you very much. I've been Dylan Carlino. new faces on the scene get seen and I'm so excited you guys this next comic also a finalist in Portland's Funniest travels so far to be here I saw this tape and holy shit had me on the floor you guys are gonna love her just as much as everyone else have give a round of applause for the hilarious Diana So uh, one of the highlights of my time in uh, Multnomah County Jail was uh, <laughs> underwear distribution day. Yeah, once a week we'd get our four pair underwear. So you know what that means, four pair for a week? Bitches be stealing my underwear. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm in this safe, warm environment. No, it's panty theft run rampant. So after weeks of this, I get tired of that, and underwear day comes around, and I'm like, I get my four pair. I take three of them, some Cheetos, a couple Butterfingers, trade them for some Vicodin. <laughs> Put that other pair on, just wear them for a week. So I'm sitting there in my dirty underwear, high as hell on Vicodin, thinking... Life couldn't get any better than this. That's when I look up and I see these girls in orange jumpsuits. I'm like, what's up with you guys? We're a work crew. We go outside every day. Dudes howl at us. And we get clean underwear every day. Like, wow. Sign me up. So I get on work crew. And I get to go out every day and dudes held at me well it's kind of like teenagers that just like drove around the corner a bunch of times yelling i fucked her but that was good too and i got clean underwear every day what they didn't tell me is the price for this luxury was uh, a daily strip search you know what uh they do that so you know i didn't try and smuggle in a weapon like some weed, or like a little man. <laughs> there was room, too. And the way they do this is uh, you'd get naked and you'd bend over and cough. So 
what you do is you take off all your clothes and it wasn't like just like, huh, no. It was more like one foot here and one foot there. Then you pull everything apart like you're cleaning a freaking crowd. <laughs> then you cough so hard that you dislodge like a little bit of your lung and some of your uterus. <laughs> so after a couple of months of that, I'm like, deputy, don't you get tired of looking in my butthole? I've got an idea. So the next time I went out, you know, we do our, our little do outside and we come back and uh, it's my turn to cough and I shot out a bouquet of flowers. I'm like, I picked these just for you. They were a little bit wilted. But the thought was there. So the next time we're out and we're picking up trash along the highway, actually not too far from here. Um, and I found one of those little toy soldiers with like the string and the parachute on him. Launched out right out of my asshole, right over her head. Yeah, they were so busy exploring my backside, they completely overlooked the best hiding spot ever. My big ass 70s bush. You know what I'm talking about? You know, have you ever seen any 60s pornos? We all watch those. Or like anybody's grandma naked. It's like hair that went like right below my belly button to like mid thigh. Then like all parts in between. I, I managed to smuggle in like 20 hits of LSD and my ACDC 8 track. It's like, I rock jail. So uh, she said I came from far away. I live in Vernonia. And uh, a few years back, we had a big flood in our town. And we, we lost everything. Uh, you know that your life has gone to shit when you see your dildo like floating out the back door. My husband says, get the kids, I'll save our stuff. And I'm like, fuck the kids, I paid for swim lessons. They can, they can save themselves. My chat just went out the back door. So I'm swimming down the river like this yelling, Chad, come back. That's when I realized I never should have bought that clip-on fan attachment. You know the one where you stay cool while you're getting hot? Because as soon as that fan hit the river, it turned into a propeller and Chad shot down the river like a freaking missile. Like balls bouncing the whole way. So my husband comes to visit me in my correctional institution. He's like, how's it going? I'm like, it's jail. I'm sitting in here trading pussy for Cheetos. How you doing? And I said, and where are all these letters you're gonna write me? You said, I'm gonna write you every day. He's like, I did, I wrote you. But they kept sending them back, they were marked inappropriate. I'm like, what did you do? He's like, well, I thought you'd like a picture of my dick. 
like, you sent me a picture of your dick? It's like, no, I drew you a picture of my dick. I'm like, just like a cartoon? He's like, yeah. There was rainbow sprinkles coming out the tip. There was unicorns on my nuts. I'm like, wow. He said, but wait, I had an idea. I took the wiener part and I cut it in a bunch of pieces and I put that in an envelope and I mailed that to you yesterday. And I took the balls and I put them in another envelope and I'm gonna mail them tomorrow. I'm like, wow, I married a fucking genius. So when it gets here, I'll just call up the deputy and I'll say, deputy, I need some scotch tape. My husband just sent me a dick saw puzzle. <laughs> and I'll be back tomorrow for some more tape because that's when the balls get here. <laughs> You've been very kind. Thank you. Together, babe. I'm just thinking. I've never got. I've never got a dick pic before. So y'all have my number. Okay, you guys ready for your next comic? Did I just suck the room out? I always do. Uh, you guys are doing this next comic coming to the stage. So excited. One of my best friends. Um, you can see him here every Sunday if you choose to come back because I gave him the, my time slot for this show. <laughs> I, very hilarious. Also regular at Helium Comedy Club. Also travels a lot for comedy. Also is like podcast fucking king, even though your podcast keeps getting canceled. But you keep trying. <laughs> guys. Give a warm welcome for the very hilarious Mr. Jake Silverman! Thanks. Oh, I think I'm a loser after that introduction. It made me sound like kind of a douchey loser, I feel like. Your local podcast can't survive, you idiot. I am. I, I bought this at Marshall's. Happy Jewish New Year, by the way. Shana Tova. Yeah, how you doing, Jew? You good? Solid? You think this is the year they get us? It's 5780, baby. We've been pushing our luck for a while. This might be the time. There's like, you know what? We're going to get finally fucking rid of them. The Jews, I don't know. The Jew laughed at that, and that's, a, that's all that really matters on that one. The rest, the rest of you guys I could take or leave on that whole thing. The Jew thought it was funny. The rest of you guys were like, I don't know if we can laugh at the extermination of the Jews. I think you can. Speaking from the people, that's how we've survived for so long. You're also, thank, you're welcome for stand-up comedy. We invented this for you. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome for everything. <laughs> oh, boy. And for Woody Allen. You're welcome for that as well, you know? Just <laughs> bury it. Okay, anyways. Love the Jews, baby. Love them. 
I uh, I went to a, a music festival recently, which is not really my jam. I'm not into people freely expressing themselves like that. I don't like I don't like happy people. I don't like guys in vests. I don't like headdresses. You know what I'm saying? I don't like any of that. I'm more of a New York bagel shop kind of energy. Okay, shoulders up by the ears. That's how I feel comfortable. I don't like it. But uh, the one thing I like about music festivals is that the, the, they're highly exclusionary, which makes me feel good about myself when I'm inside of one, you know? That's why I like the airport so much. I like that. I like that feeling. You know, everybody else around here had a couple extra hundred dollars to spare. Makes me feel good about myself, you know? Because I used to have to ride the Greyhound and uh, didn't feel the same way on the Greyhound. Let's say that. Did not feel the same way. Took a Greyhound from Kansas City to Minneapolis one time. This guy got on and went to the bathroom and immediately started smoking a blunt. And uh, he came out about an hour later, and the bus driver approached him very nice, friendly. Probably could she had, she'd probably been stabbed numerous times being a Greyhound bus driver. You know, she's like, all right, well, I approach my customers with caution. Uh, and uh, she goes, hey man, you, you can't smoke on the bus. And he looked her dead in the eyes, 100% confidence, and goes, shut the fuck up. I designed this bus. I'll do whatever I please. And you know, you never see guy gets dragged off Greyhound videos, right? Because they just let him keep sitting down. They're like, all right, that's fine. That's a fair answer. I'll go behind my bank teller door and drive this bus. I love America. America is a great country. Yeah. It's crazy. So my new goal is to become a billionaire. That's what I want to do. I don't want to deal with people. Billionaire, I think, is, is enough money to not deal with trash, you know? Just never see another human again, that'd be my dream, you know? Billion dollars, I think, could get that done. I used to just want to be a millionaire, but then as I aged, I, I've met a number of millionaires, and I was like, well, <laughs> if I could meet you and you had a million bucks, this is not enough money, obviously. <laughs> I was able to shake your hand at this barbecue. That's fucking pathetic, all right? So the new goal is a billion. I want to be a billionaire with the B. Now, you guys have obviously read the news, and uh, being a billionaire is not good for your brain. It's not, doesn't, if you want to be a good person, being a billionaire is not for you, okay? You guys, have, I'm sure you've followed the Jeffrey Epstein case. Rest in peace, Jeff. You know, what a, what a bummer. This is just a pro-Epstein rant now. <laughs> Look, the liberal media has ruined that man's name. You got to be a certain kind of person to get into this kind of comedy. I understand if you're not, I'm just going to keep rolling as is. Uh, yeah, Jeffrey Epstein, if you don't know, he was, a, uh, he was a child sex trafficker who was a billionaire. And, uh, you know, that's not good. He's a pedophile. And I know how brave I am for saying that pedophiles are not good. Thank you for, for that. But I'm calling it right now, the next billionaire pedophile, Elon Musk. I guarantee it. And I know that's a shot to the gut because a lot of your goals here are to own a Tesla one day. I understand that about... Most of you are like, what? <laughs> no. Come on. E Elon? No. But here's the thing. Just look at his inventions, okay? The guy went out of his way to make a silent car. That's a kid catcher right there. Okay, folks? <laughs> My God. He could have put some noise in that engine. He was like, no, nah, I want it to be deadly silent, all right? They'll never hear me coming. 
When I was a kid, you had to worry about the ice cream man, but you could hear him from a mile away. And if you did go missing, you got a fucking treat, all right? So that was, that was okay. That was a fair deal. You remember when that Thai soccer team went missing? And out of nowhere, Elon was like, yo, I actually have a submarine that'd be perfect for this job. They're like, what? Like, it'll carry about 10, 12-year-old boys. He's like, why are you measuring in boys? You're like, do you want them saved or not? You're like, I think we'll let the government handle this one. Sorry, Elon. He's like, fuck you. Terrifying. He's a terrifying man. He looks like a guy, who, like billionaires at that level, like look like, like I feel like Saw to them is like a documentary. You know that? So he's like, I don't know. I just, I just got kind of bored and I just decided to torture people with games. You know, you're like, oh my god, very creepy. I ride the bus quite a bit. Are you? What's the picture? Who, who, who are you, who you picturing? Are you good? Are you picturing me? What are you doing? You good? You're in the corner on your phone. Are you all right? I know. What were you doing? I know life is tough. I know the real world can be annoying. And the phone is your world. But trust me, eventually your eyes are going to bleed. You know what I'm saying? You're going to look at, you're just going to be like, oh, good Lord. Another Instagram thought. I needed to see her though. What, what bikini was she wearing? What thought ass thing was she doing this time? How was... How is she positioning her ass on the beach that I'll never get to go to? You know, it's a, it's a wonderful world inside that phone. I understand that, you know? It's a little make-believe magic box. Come on. Why would you want to be in the real world with people and their dirt and their filth when you got big, fat asses on there, you know? You got the biggest, fat asses online. I don't even know if those people are real. They're probably fucking psyops to keep us fucking glued to those things. I don't think, some of those asses, I'm like, that's not a real ass. There's no way. That's a government issued ass right there. Some of the thickest thickness you've ever seen. There's no, I'm just like, this is like getting men to just jerk off all the time so fucking Russia can take us over. That ass is too thick. This is making American men so weak. The thickness online is brutal. It's this brutality, but... Or that's what I imagined you were looking at. I don't know. That's just what I thought. That's what was going on in Daddy's head. All right. Okay, where were we? Um, yeah. I do ride the bus quite a bit, which I feel like is the vibe I give off. You know, I need a ride vibe. That's my vibe. Give me a ride. Yeah. The old bus, the old bus. The whole community rides the bus. I feel bad for those drivers. That's like a psych ward on wheels right there. That's a tough job. I feel like we should put all the social service offices in the back of the bus. It's like, you're going downtown? We're gonna get you a caseworker as well. Come on now. Can't be having you leave out this thing. Everybody rides the bus. I actually, uh, I'm lucky enough, I got a Nazi that rides mine. Uh, it's a lady Nazi, so that's different. You know, that's new. That's a fresh take on an old classic right there, the lady Nazi. You don't see a lot of lady Nazis, mostly dudes, but this one, she's standing on her own. What a brave, powerful woman she is. Lady Nazi. I don't know. Here's my thing. I don't know how you can feel superior to anyone when you ride the bus. That seems like a push to me. Like, if there is a master race, they don't have bus passes. I guarantee it. There's no way they have bus passes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've been trying to figure out a way to describe this woman that's okay for this town. Uh, 
<laughs> it's, it's proven very difficult. Uh, here's my, I don't know. I would call her handsome and portly. Safe? Is that safe enough? I don't know. I'm from the Midwest. She's still fat and ugly to me, but for you guys, we gotta... Handsome and portly. Yeah. I know, I just can't look at a Nazi and be like, hey, your ideology is really problematic, but that body, whew, that's just brave, baby. My God, look at you. You're only ugly on the inside. Don't let the world tell you otherwise, okay? Daddy loves a thick-ass Nazi, you know what I'm saying? Just a fucking swastika with some stretch marks over it. Beautiful, baby. BB dubs, love it. Hateful BB dubs. She's a mom too. Got a little hate nugget on the bus with her every day. A little fucking Nazi troll baby. Nazi troll baby. And now we're allowed, like you guys hate when we body shame Nazis, but we're, everybody's okay punching Nazis in the face. That's a totally accepted. Yeah, go punch them in the face. But she is a woman. I don't know. Is that okay? Can I, can I assault this mom or not? All right, we'll figure it out. I just decked this lady, like, why did he do that? It's like, he, it, he did it for America. Don't worry about it. All right, you guys have been a lot of fun. Thanks so much. She makes my It is a Jewish holiday and Jake brought it up, but um, I was back home cleaning out uh, my grandparents' attic and I found a box of nightmares, AKA a Nazi uniform and a box, woo, right? Yeah, no. Normally some parts of Oregon that gets a standing ovation. That's okay, um, you guys are right. <laughs> we read the news. But I was upstairs cleaning out the attic when I found this and I screamed really loud. And my mom comes running up the stairs and she's like, why are you screaming so loud in the attic? And I'm like, mom, context clues. <laughs> and then I shove her the box and I was like, what is this, mom? And she's like, oh, Joanne, don't, come on. It's, it was a donation to your grandfather's historical society. Which is true, he did own a historical society. But it wasn't a good enough excuse. I was like, why are there Nazis in Mayville, Wisconsin? And then she said, because there was a German-owned paper mill, Joanne. They needed jobs. <laughs> and I was like, Mom, we both know what paper mill towns are like. The ashes burn the same. What? Not a good excuse. So we're escalating, right? Our conversation's getting more heated. And then finally she breaks and she goes, God damn it, Joanne, your grandfather was not a Nazi. He was too short to be recruited. So now I have a new kink. Short men. <laughs> you guys are the good ones. <laughs> oh, that was fun. You guys ready for your next comic? Heck yeah! We're closing out this show in a few minutes, and I'm so excited. Why did I say that? We're not. We have three more comics left on this go. We're leaving town now. Pack it up. That Red Bull, man, really hitting the bones. Okay, I'm so excited for this next comic coming to stage. Crushing it all around town. Happy to see her grow, and I'm so fucking excited to bring her to the stage. You guys, give a warm welcome for the very, very hilarious Tori Ward! <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Uh, 
I guess I can start. I could tell you guys something about me. I'm a pansexual. Not everybody knows what that means, right? It means different things to different people. I'm pansexual. To me, it just means, uh, do you think I'm pretty? That's, that's what it means to me. I was in the car with my friend the other day, and she asked me if I was a feminist. And I was like, oh, my God, yes. And then I was like, what does it mean to you? What does it mean to you? She, she got mad. Uh, she's like, well, it's simple. Do you support other women? And I was like, that depends. Are they better looking than I am? Uh, if so, yes, but it's harder. It's more work. You know what? It, like, it gets tricky, you know, when they're hot and you're fat. Are you guys not like that word fat? It gets tricky when they're hot and you're body positive. You know what I mean? Like, it gets... It gets tricky. Like, it's more... I don't know. I feel like the more weight I gain, the harder it is, you know, to be a good fem... Like, I'm just getting bigger and uh, bitter and um, bigger and bitter. Yep. Some days I think I could be one Big Mac away from becoming a Republican. Like, I just think that's where they come from. I just think... I just think... I think they have greasy bags in their car and low self-esteem. I just... They're monsters. I know they're monsters. It's okay. I don't know. I don't know why I'm bitter. I, maybe because my tits sag. I think that's a, that's the whole thing. Like, because my boobs sit, like, because I popped out of the womb with shoegazers. That's just staring straight down. They're endearing. They're like, <laughs> they're like the Michael Sarah of titties. You know what it like? They're like, they're demure and they might have a cocaine problem. I don't know. They're, I'm okay with it. I'm okay. I don't know what to call. I don't even know. I don't know what to call. They're not sexual. Uh, educational? Maybe. I think I have edge. Like, I feel like you could show them in like a health class and no mom would get upset. You know what it like? I feel like the head of the PTA would be like, those are the champions of the abstinence program we've been looking for. Let's get those bad boys up on a billboard. Nobody's fucking. It'll be... I fuck a lot and I'm a Democrat. Or these are just jokes. They're just jokes. I, I don't know. I'll stop talking about them. I'll stop. Do you ever feel like your nipples and your belly button are like star-crossed lovers? Anybody else having to keep them away from each other? Like your families don't get along. You're going to start a war. Stay. That's enough. That's enough about my Montagues and my Capulet. That's what I... That's my nickname call them that to dates you know and dates are like why would you call them that and I'm like why don't I take off my bra and we can find out together <clears throat> whether or not you paid attention during freshman English class I, I don't know it's okay we, we're all insecure everybody has insecurities it's fine right some people have saggy titties some people have foreskin I think it's fair I think that's even I think that's a fair people complain about that about foreskin I don't get it like from my experience, you know, the uncircumcised just have penises with extra. I think it's good, like, right? Like, I I don't know. I'm a big girl. I need as much as I can get. You know what I mean? Like, I need, I need eight inches. My thighs are taking the first four. I need as many. It's so embarrassing. Oh, God, it's true, you know? It's in bed. Everybody thinks I'm such a good sport, you know? Like a real champ. And I'm like, no, honey, I just have good shocks that's all that is i just have solid suspension i look like i would know something about cars don't i that's unfortunate that's something i have to deal with every day before i leave the house that 
I look like I could change oil. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, what else? <laughs> I have mental health problems. Let's do that. I'm on. I'm on my second week of Wellbutrin. Is anybody else on their second week of? Well, I think it's going okay. I can't stop smiling. So. Uh, yeah, also not entirely sure what's going on moment to moment. So I think it's working. I'm still sad now. My face kind of hurts too. I think it's going great. <laughs> well, Butcher makes number five. It is the fifth medication I'm on now, head med. And thank you. I'm excited too. My doctor called to see how they were working. And I was like, well, out of the five you gave me, only one has any street market value. <laughs> so... <laughs> feel like they could be going better, right? When I said I had anxiety, I meant financial anxiety. That's why I came here. Doctor was wearing me out. I didn't, didn't know if I wanted to sell my Adderall, though, right? Like, wasn't sure if I was ready to be a criminal or not. That's a big step in every woman's life. But then I realized I'm using my government health insurance to sell Adderall in order to pay off my government student loans... So I'm not a crook, guys. That's just a really inefficient allocation of government funds. That's all, that's all that is. That's it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I smoked crack. Uh, let's do that. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I, whatever. Don't be shocked. It was... <laughs> I don't seem like the type. What happened was it was offered to me, and I didn't want to be... Rude. That was it. That was the whole... The, the guy who offered it to me, his name was uh, uh, Special... No. Magic K? His name was Magic K. And I asked him about his name, and he's like, well, I go by Magic K because I'm special. And I was like, well, then why wouldn't you go by Special K? And he's like, because Special K is ketamine, and I don't smoke ketamine. I smoke crack. <laughs> Uh, so he had standards, and uh, he, <laughs> yeah, he was this large man. It was behind a dumpster. He was a complete stranger. I turned out fine in the end, uh, and uh, so I go back behind the dumpster with him, and it was it was okay. It was I after a while though, you know, I started getting the impression that like he wanted me to be his dumpster wife or whatever, and. Uh, <laughs> Not ready to settle down. So I had to get out of there. But I didn't want to be that person who's like, oh, all your drugs are gone? I feel scared now. Like, I didn't want to do that. So I was trying to find the right way, like the right exit strategy. And then he drops his crack on the ground. And then he starts picking up these pieces of gravel and trying to smoke the gravel. So it became one of those scenarios where, like, the student becomes the teacher. Because <laughs> I had to explain to him, listen, Mr. Magic, I'm pretty sure that crack and rocks are one of those square and rectangle type deals. <laughs> where even though all crack are rocks... <laughs> That doesn't mean that all rock. Just kidding. He looked down. I got the fuck out of there. That's how you leave. Give him a puzzle. That's, that's how you leave that situation. Uh, I went to rehab uh, a year ago. Not for crack. It wasn't for drugs. It was for suicide. It was fine. I went to rehab a year Oh, I'm here. Like, what? Do you, how do you think this ends? 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> it worked, clearly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My brother sent me there because I think he thought I was going to kill myself or something because I said I was or whatever. And so uh, <laughs> our dad died. I got very sad. It was. It's okay. I'm good now. He's still dead, but I'm doing much better. And uh, <laughs> my brother sends me to rehab. And I'm there. while I'm there, I'm able to go to one comedy open mic, right? One open mic. The whole time I'm there, I'm there for a month. And um, all of rehab came to this open mic to support me. And they are very supportive hecklers, you guys. They are the guy who went up before me at the open mic started his set with, does anybody here know what it's like to wake up with a hangover? And one of the rehab gals yelled back, you know what it's like to overdose on heroin, you fucking pussy? <laughs> And then she turned to me and went, I don't either, but they don't know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They were, it was a fun bunch. She's stealing cars now, but it was a good, you know, in that window, you know, very lovely. They're all back on drugs now, but they're in that window, you know, it, it was nice. Yeah, my brother sent me there. He thought I was going to, well, I, something funny happened and I shared it with him. What happened was I was Googling how to buy a gun at Walmart. Right? Because I was raised by a liberal, didn't know, also wanted a way out. So I, I Googled how to buy a gun at Walmart. And this is true. Google directed me to a forum that shamed me for trying to buy a gun at Walmart when I could be buying a gun at Bymart, which is employee-owned. I feel like Bymart needs a new slogan for your final purchase. Make it local. That should be. Thank you. Take your time and make me love you good. Moving on for Tori Can we all take a minute and like, when, uh, what's it with that little fairy? You stand up and you clap for Tori Ward. Do it. Stand up. Stretch those legs. Clap for Tory Ward. We give you life, baby girl. You're so fucking funny and we love you. Okay, now sit the fuck down. <laughs> Guys, we have two more comics left on this bill. You in this to win this. Yeah! We're having a great, great evening. I'm <laughs> so excited. This next comic coming to the stage. So very fucking funny. Um, bless you. God bless you. Uh, guns and tight. What a, with, with solitudes. Um, wind times, chimes. What I don't know. What do we say in Portland? Nothing. Nothing. We say nothing. We don't give a fuck. That's fine. I'm yelling. I, I understand. I'm too close to the mic. You guys, two more comics. This next comic on the bill. So very excited. One of my dear friends, everyone is. Um, this, I want to use your credit, but I can't, I guess. Well, I know. Because we shouldn't. It's okay. Uh, you may or may not have seen him on NBC Sports Northwest. Said it, did it. Sorry. Okay. Very, very hilarious. Loves the Blazers. Loves comedy. Also runs a show called Doe every Wednesday down the block in Mississippi. You guys are going to love him. You already know him. Put your hands together for the very hilarious Shane Wendy! Keep it going. 
Hello for Joanne Chinderly, everybody. Joanne. And all the comics you guys have seen tonight, man. Hell yeah. How you guys doing? Everybody good? <laughs> Fuck yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, this is the first time I left the house all day. I haven't done shit. I've been watching football all day. I don't even like football. I don't. I was a baseball player back in the day, but I just watched football all fucking day. The reason why I don't like football is because, all right, so in college, I played baseball. In, in my senior year in college, I was awarded the uh, Tennessee Student Athlete of the Year, right? The whole state of Tennessee, I was the smartest jock, which is the most oxymoron shit I've ever heard in my life. But, right, so, but I'm in this huge auditorium. There's hundreds and hundreds of people all around to see all these different you know, athletes get awards. They announce my name. They say student athlete of the year. I get up on stage. I'm walking across to shake the hand of the presenter and get the award. And there's football players sitting right here. Nothing but football players. As I'm walking across the stage, one of them yells out, this nigga be reading. <laughs> and it fucked my whole shit up, man. <laughs> and I'm mad that I watch football and I still enjoy it right now. But then a couple years ago, Netflix started doing this documentary series called Last Chance You. Have you guys seen that shit? Right? If you haven't, it's about like uh, college athletes that fell out of Division I schools and now they're in a junior college. It's their last chance effort to get back to like a Division I school and hopefully to the NFL. And the thing about most of these guys is they're incredible players, but they're dumb as fuck. So the other day I was watching the latest episode of Last Chance You, and there was an athlete in there, number one recruited uh, running back in the nation, and he was in an English comp class. And he was sitting there, and he had a timed essay to write. And the camera cut to him 20 seconds after the essay started. He wrote one sentence, and then he pushed his desk over and walked out. And I was like, this nigga don't know how to read! <laughs> And I felt very good about myself in that moment. That's right. I read good as fuck, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm a big basketball fan. You know, just like Joanne said, I'm a huge Blazer fan. I love basketball as a whole, but I'm a big Blazer fan. Uh, I do hate one basketball player in particular. I hate Golden State Warrior, two-time MVP, and multiple NBA champion Steph Curry. I hate his fucking guts, and I wish that he would cease to exist. <laughs> All right, and now, if you don't know who Steph Curry is, I'll paint a picture for you, right? He's a light-skinned black gentleman. I would say his complexion is something like caramel or something delicious like that, right? And he's got hazel brown eyes like two mini snickerdoodles you just can't get enough of. And I hate him. I hate that he makes me think about it when I'm trying to go to bed at night. I don't like that shit. That's the thing. I don't hate him because he's a great ball player. I hate him because he's cute as fuck, and that's not fair to the other ugly-ass players in the league. That's it. That's it. He's adorable, man. He's like a golden retriever that can shoot threes. You know what I'm saying? Like He's like the real-life Air Bud. It doesn't make any sense. And it's not just me. It's not just me that feels this way about Steph. The league did a survey. They did a league-wide survey. All the players, all the coaches, all the managers, and they found out the number one reason it's so hard to guard Steph Curry, and I quote, niggas just get lost in his eyes. That's what they said. That's what they said. I didn't say that. That's what they said, but I believe it. 
I believe it. I like my NBA players rugged and fierce looking like LeBron James. He's probably one of the best basketball players I've ever seen in my life, but he's fucking terrifying to look at. He's like Black Shrek. His face looks like a fist. His hairline starts all the way back here. Probably smells like garlic powder and athlete's foot. That's the way you're supposed to be when you're a great ball player. It, like, if Steph Curry is like the air bud of the NBA, then LeBron James has to be one of the monsters from the Space Jam movies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shout out to LeBron, man. Comedy's a dope job. This is the best job I've ever had. You know, I used to work at Trader Joe's because when you're a military veteran with a fine arts degree, the world is your oyster. Found that out the hard way. Yeah. I was in the military for 10 years, man. I did 10 years in, multiple deployments, a lot of combat tours, a lot of being away from my family. It was like a stressful, stressful gig. And somehow, some way, Trader Joe's sucks so much harder than all that shit, man. For real, I couldn't figure it out. Who would have thought that going from wearing camo to Hawaiian print would have been the most traumatic shit to happen in my career, man? It's fucked up. Did you guys hear that story about uh, the Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, <laughs> popping up in black and brown face? You guys hear that shit? <laughs> That's fucking hilarious, bro. That's hilarious. Like, you know, it's not a good time right now for powerful white men in, in leadership roles, you know? And a part of me is like, fuck yeah. But I'm jealous, you know, because if Trump, uh, he's about to get impeached, and I'm for that shit, but I kind of wish, like, man, why don't you just follow the Canadian Prime Minister's lead and just put on blackface? We can just end this shit right now. You know? Like, stop beating around the bush with the shit. But, I, like, when the, when the news story broke, I was watching TV, and they put up a picture of Justin Trudeau in 2001. He was at, a, he was at an Arabian Nights theme party, which is the first fucking red flag, right? An, an Arabian Nights theme party in 2001, and he was dressed, apparently like Aladdin, okay? And the first thing I thought when I looked at the image on the screen was like, this motherfucker wearing a turban and everything? God damn, right? Because he's dressed as Aladdin. And he had a turban on. And I was just like, turban Aladdin was the worst Aladdin. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knows Riff Raff Street Rat Aladdin was the best Aladdin. He was a man of the people. Gotta eat to live, gotta steal to eat. Like, he made Jasmine fall in love with him. That was the best fucking Aladdin. Turban Aladdin was a piece of shit. He was a liar, he treated his monkey bad, he was a bitch-ass nigga. Also, also, he almost didn't use his third wish to free Genie, which is the worst shit ever. Fuck that shit, man. That shit offended me the most. It really did. And then my second thought was like, what bootleg copy of Aladdin was Justin Trudeau watching where Aladdin was that fucking black? It didn't make any sense to me. This motherfucker looked Black Panther black. That's how, that's how, it, and I'm not talking about the brother who played Black Panther. I'm talking about he looked like the Black Panther suit wearing a turban and hammer time pants. Like that's how black he was. And then he did a press conference. He was like, I just want everybody to know that I'm very sorry. And I'm very sorry. And anyone who knows me knows I'm just over-enthusiastic about my costumes. <laughs> right? And then people on Twitter were coming to defend him. They were like, 
He said it was a part of a costume. He couldn't be racist. If this is racist, then what do you have to say about that movie made in the early 2000s by Sean and Marlon Wayans called White Chicks? You guys remember that fucking turd of a movie? White Chicks? Two black dudes go white face and pretend to be white women. They're like, that was a movie. Justin Trudeau was doing the same thing. He was in character. And I'm like, why are you guys comparing what he's doing to a shitty movie that black people really didn't fuck with anyway, right? I think everybody's missing the mark. The real travesty here is that the remake to Aladdin, Will Smith was fucking blue-faced most of the movie. That was bullshit, man. And that's why I don't like that most of my childhood movies are being remade. I don't like that shit. Lion King, Aladdin, all that stuff. Because I have a daughter. And I don't want her to think she's fucking better than me by watching all of my favorite movies and shit, you know? I want her to struggle through that VHS phase of life, you know? I'm an 80s baby. I was a big nerd over the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? And when they first made that first Turtles movie, right, I got all excited and shit, right? And then they decided to remake the Ninja Turtle movie. And I remember... I was at home and I was watching TV with my daughter and the trailer for the remake of the Turtles came on and we're sitting on the couch and she looks up at me and she goes, are those talking turtles? I was like, hell yeah, they talking turtles, yeah. And they know karate? I was like, yeah, sweetie, they're the Ninja Turtles. You know, they talk, they eat pizza, they know karate. I can take you to go see that, you know, the next time, you know, your mother gives me custody, we can go. (laughs) Do you want to go see the Turtles with your old man? She goes, that looks stupid. (laughs) Fuck you. You little shit. I don't say anything about those dumbass movies you make me see all the time. What's that? Frozen? Frozen, a movie about a cold-hearted bitch that fucks everything up and runs away from everybody that cares about her. Where have we heard that story? That's about your goddamn mother. That's where we've seen that shit. Want to know what she froze? My bank account and the ability for me to love another woman again. Why are you crying? Why are you crying? Turtle fucking power. My name is Shane Brennan. You guys have been great. Thank you very much. yourself. Are you ready for your final comic this evening? Hell yeah! You can do a little bit louder than that. Are you ready? This next comic comes to stage such a dear friend fucking murders all across the country. I'm so happy that he took the time to be here today for you guys. He's going to be headlining Helium Comedy Yep, take a a breather. Be headlining Helium Comedy Club October 11th 10pm show. Full fucking hour. Amazing, but he's here for you right now to give you a tidbit to make sure to go to that show. You guys, help me in welcoming the, my dear friend, the fucking hilarious Derek Sheen! Keep it going for Joanne, everybody! Oh no, oh, I turn, um, I turn 50 in eight weeks and uh, don't ever do that. Never, uh, never get that old. Never get, you don't need to be 50. Uh, 45, get out at 45. Uh, this is it. This is the body. We did it. This is it. It's 50 years, and we're done. 
I ain't doing shit with this. Like, we're done. If you, I'm not, I may build out, but I'm not tearing that. Because I've never joined a gym. And I feel like if you are in your 50s and you look like shit, just fucking own it. Just don't get vain and get in your head. I love my, this is what we got. We're done with it. I love this body. All right? I'm done, but I'm not joining a gym. If you look like shit in your 50s, and then you join a gym, having never joined a gym, that's how you die in a gym. And, and it's gonna happen on a treadmill, and you're not gonna be, you're not gonna be running, you're gonna be walking. And you guys, you got bad knees, and you keep it at a 1.5% incline, just enough to get your little bird heart all excited, and then it, and then it just goes poof in your chest, and then a rope of blood shoots out of your eye, and then you face plant on a conveyor belt like your sushi and roll across the floor of a Planet Fitness. And uh, we're not doing that. Uh, and I don't, uh, and where are my under 38s at? Uh, under 38s, please. Uh, I, ask, I ask because uh, uh, you're at the, you're, you're the cutoff uh, for, uh, uh, for the millennial generation, and, and I bring that up only because uh, I'm on your side. Uh, I am an ally of, uh, uh, of not only your generation, but of course the Zoomers and everybody in between. I, I, I don't want to be like people my age. I don't like my friends. <laughs> my friends are all old squares now. Who uh, one guy just fucking khakis? All oh, they just love khaki slacks and irons a big old pleat in the middle of them. So they're dressy that way. And 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 uh, and I turned 21 in 1990 in Seattle, uh, and, and that meant that uh, uh, in 1990, if you remember your history, uh, was the best time to live in fucking Seattle because everything had exploded into this tsunami of just art and culture and music and screaming and flannel and it was amazing and I got to be in the epicenter of that and we got to go to all the clubs any weeknight, I shit you not, for at least a year, any weeknight, you could walk into any club downtown and just go, oh, there's Mud Honey, oh, there's Pearl Jam, there's, uh, oh, look, there's Nirvana, Soundgarden, Tad, the Melvins, every fucking night. And, and I say that because recently, uh, one of my friends, uh, said the following sentence out loud to me. Man, pound for pound, dollar for dollar. You get your money's worth with that Dave Matthews band. <laughs> you ever want to murder one of your own friends in front of their children? As an example to not be a fucking doofus? And... And, 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 and I see what young people are doing, and, and you get shit on a lot. You get, you're getting the brunt of, of generational punishment uh, for no other reason than you have tried to uh, push a forward progressive idea where everyone gets fucking treated equally and that uh, 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 the, the gender binary is deconstructed while you shake the pillars of the patriarchy and push transphobia and homophobia and racism and misogyny into the past and try to bring everybody into the middle into an inclusive circle of light and love where everyone belongs, all are welcome, all come in, and then people my age go, Avocado toast. And, and, and. <laughs> Which, by the way, is a fucking bullshit argument. If you're, if you're leverage against a generation's forward progress is what they put on their toast, you 
deserve to have your voting rights rescinded, okay? You're a danger to everybody. If your argument is, uh, but when I was young, we had a perfectly good piece of toast. You put a big old splap of butter on there. And these fucking entitled little participation trophy, uh, getting everything they want, free college, everything handed to them on a silver platter. They got to put fucking avocados on their toast because they're so entitled. No, they have to put avocados on their toast because they don't have fucking medical insurance. And they can't afford to put fat on everything. So this is a generational solution. This is a generation trying to fix things with a forward momentum. And, and I'm on your side, and, and, I, and, I, and I, I will not take cheap pot shots. At, 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 fucking, by the way, millennials are 38. Let's leave them the fuck alone now, right? Like, they're super old. And that just bothers me. And, and I won't take pot shots at, at younger people. I see comics my age do that shit all the time. And it's lazy and stupid. And, and I won't. I'm on your... Use me. Use me as a conduit. Fill me with your message of inclusivity, acceptance, and hope, and, and, and unconditionality. And let me take it to old people and say it in a language they can understand. I dumb it down for them, and I try to take your message forward. And allow me to do that for you. And I ask, by the way, nothing in return. I'm not like, I'm not, this isn't a setup where I just kick your legs out from under you and say something shitty. I really mean, use me, uh, and I ask nothing. Don't ever stop your hard, forward, progressive agenda of a generation of light and love. Don't change that, but uh, as an ally, as an advocate, uh, it, it would help me. It would aid in my mission to take your forward progressive message to the elderly. If you guys collectively, and, and don't stop your work. <laughs> but if you could collectively just help me and, and keep it down and stop bragging out loud about eating each other's buttholes. <laughs> I'm not saying don't eat a butthole. I'm not here to kink shame. Don't put that on me, Portland. I'm not saying don't eat a butthole. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying just fucking shush it a little bit. You freaking old people out. We need them on our side. Uh, they, they're great donors and, and, and it just keep it down. Keep it down. Eat. Eat a butt. That's not what I'm saying. Get in and eat a butt. It's the 21st century. Get consent. May I eat your butt? And if you get an ahoy, get in there and, and eat a butt. It, it, if you get the thumbs up, go, have fun. Go bobbing for truffles in a jogger's soggy drawers. I don't care what it takes for you to not... You're, look, I... I'm on your side. I look. I have my own thing. Just so you guys know, now that we're now that we're talking about kinks and we're all open, uh, I have. My, I can't come unless my wife farts on my reading glasses, and that's my thing. Uh, <laughs> and I call it an Arizona shower door. And uh, not gonna find that on Urban Dictionary. Uh-uh. My own thing. Little Red Lobster pre-funk. Oh yeah. Little Cheddar Bay Biscuit Fog. Okay, anyways. Uh, I don't, uh, I quit drinking a couple years ago. I don't recommend that. Keep doing that. Uh, 
You guys are great at it. Don't stop. Uh, I got into a place, man. I fell into, a, and I'm not shitting, like Joanne saw this happen. I fell into box wine. Uh, especially <laughs> rosé. Oh, well, a little rosé, a little white zen. You put that in a box. What do you want? I'm yours forever. You get me a box of wine, I'm yours forever. I, I, a box of wine. I loved it. A little, little white zen in a box, and I loved a box. If you're a bottle person, enjoy your bottle. But did you know this? That a bottle of wine, single bottle of wine, you ready? Contains one bottle of wine. That's all you fucking get. <laughs> And this box has four fucking bottles in it. What are you doing, Playboy? What are you, a Kardashian? What do you need, glass? Fucking, you use your thumb. You don't even need a wine key. You got, you push play on the box and then wine just goes, what's up, motherfucker? And then it falls into a solo cup. I used to have a little fridge at home with like six boxes of Franzia always chilling in it. Like I was doomsday prepping for a smooth jazz apocalypse. And... Oh, you take that wine and you, if you were me, you strap it in the passenger seat like a child, and then you drive to a 7-Eleven, you get a 72-ounce commemorative Avengers Big Game Big Gulp Cup, and you fill it an eighth of the way with blue slush and the rest of the way with pink wine, then you slap the lid on, you get back in your car, you drive to an AMC movie theater, use your Stubbs card for the points, then you pay for one movie, but you stay all fucking day and you get hammered in a movie theater, and that's how we survive Trump. Now, um... I, By the way, so comics, that, that's such a cheap, I, I, did, I took a cheap applause break. I know that. I did the try, and I know where I'm at, so I'm like, oh, I'm just doing a barometric check of the room. We're all on the same fucking side. But then I launched that out, so we're all like, yeah, because I'm fucking terrible at political humor, and that is my only attempt to try and, like, like I, I'm on your side. See, I fucking hate him, because I can't, I can't write a good, there's so many fucking smart comics, and they're so clever, and they're able to drill down on an issue and extract some joke that, that channels our feelings of rage and injustice, and I don't have that. I, I dumb and I get mad when we talk about politics because I, I just go like right wrong that's all I have I don't have a nuanced basis to launch from I really am I'm short-tempered because I'm dumb and I can't write a good sharp political piece like I've only written one political joke in the last two and a half years uh, and I've only done it a couple times but um I always ask for consent, uh, so I'll, uh, as a tester, is it okay if I try my one political joke that I've written, the only one I have, is that okay? Okay. Knock, knock. Hopefully a military coup that drags that lying piece of shit onto the White House lawn and forces him onto his fucking knees at gunpoint while they make him watch as they execute every adult member of his cabinet. Orange, you glad I didn't say bananas? So, I'm lacking nuance. That's what I'm lacking, right? And by the way, those of you that are shocked, you can laugh at that because you won't go on a no-fly list. It's okay, I'm taking a bullet for everybody. Unfortunately, I'm the one taking a bullet. Anyways, uh, <laughs> everybody compares it to Lincoln. I'm like, I wish they both had a love of the theater. Anyways, um, it's more an arts funding joke. Um, <laughs> and I got you back. Okay, good. Everybody, we're okay. We're going to be okay. I know some of you got scared, but I know, I know what I'm doing. Uh, oh, my God. We're never going to survive this. But 
I, I, so now I'm a 50-year-old stoner, uh, and I'm not proud of that. Uh, I just started smoking pot two years ago. Uh, at very, I didn't even start drinking until I was 32. I lived in a very, very strict household. I was raised very parochially. Uh, uh, pot was a big no-no in our home. Nobody even joked about it. Uh, alcoholism and child abuse, totally fine. But uh, uh, marijuana was a big no-no. We can't have anything that'll de-escalate a situation. And uh, so... I, and I was scared of pot. I, uh, I grew up in the 80s, and that was programmed into me. And I swear, I was so... I've only tried it a couple times, and I was so fucking petrified that I was going to, like, like it and then I'd do heroin. Because uh, that is what they told you in the 80s, that it's a gateway to harder drugs. And they meant fucking heroin. They didn't mean, like, you might do coke once or twice. Maybe you'll do mescaline at a festival. They meant you smoke pot. It goes marijuana... Failed graphic art degree. <laughs> Heroin. And it, that's the, 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 the trajectory went pot, graphic design, heroin. And, and by the way, no one's ever done that. No one's ever smoked pot and just gone to heroin. It's the biggest lie of the 20th century. No one's ever smoked pot and went, not high enough. Guess I'll throw on some jizzy sweatpants and head on over to the musicians' union and give out some hand jobs to unemployed saxophone players and maybe I can get a little bebop juice to slam in my arms. Has never been said in the history of marijuana. Although, to be fair, pot is a gateway to jazz. Uh, anyways, uh, so true story, my introduction to marijuana, this is 100% how I was introduced to it, came via my stepfather, uh, and not in a cool, like, surfer dad way, in a shitty, mean uh, reborn Christian stepfather way. Uh, he found my brother's marijuana and decided to pick me up from elementary school two hours early. And I checked out of the office and I was like, is everybody okay? Is everyone all right, Dad? And he said, listen, today you're going to learn what happens when you smoke marijuana. And I said, I'm eight. And then, uh, <laughs> what's marijuana? And then we got home and his plan was to sit me at the kitchen table with my brother's shit in front of me and then not say another word for 90 minutes while he just angrily marched back and forth checking his watch waiting for my brother to come home from high school and then when he heard the keys jingle in the lock he goes shh and then he dove behind the kitchen island and ducked all the way down and then my brother passed in front of him and came over to the table and went what are you doing home so early, Squirt? And I couldn't warn him before my dad had already snuck up behind him and tapped him on the shoulder. And when my brother turned around, my dad went, surprise, motherfucker, and then punched my brother, punched him in the face, and knocked him the fuck out. True story. Steps over his unconscious body and goes, you, do you see that? Do you see that? That's what happens when you smoke marijuana. And that's why I had to wait for my dad to die. And, uh, uh, and it was fucking worth it. It was so worth it, you guys. Oh my God. Have, have you ever been high at a funeral? I highly recommend it. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Take care.
songs that you saw this evening.